0: Welcome
1: to Awakened and Alive After 40. If you're searching for inspiring and easy-to-apply Enneagram and human-design content, then you've come to the right place. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two friends and coaches
0: who are passionate about sharing our knowledge and insights on these two powerful self-awareness systems to help you step outside the box and into a life
1: that is true to who you really are. We're so grateful to have you here. Let's jump into today's episode. I feel like one of the things that I really look at and analyze within my own life, and I'm hearing more and more people talk about this, and I know with you, Carrie, you're the same way, where we're looking at time management versus energy management and trying to decide really which is more important to you or to me or to any individual. and really becoming more intentional about how you want to be spending your days? Do you want to spend it focusing on the time that you have and getting as much done as you possibly can, or just checking those important things off of your list? Or is really guiding your day via your energy uh, a better feel or just feels more intentional and purposeful in general? And for myself, I have looked at this recently And I definitely have lots more to share on my own personal thoughts and experience with looking at these two areas. But I'm really curious to have this conversation today and what it brings up, even for you, Carrie, and our listeners.
0: Yeah, I love this topic because I think when we can step back and look. At the big picture of how we are functioning personally or how we as a society are functioning, especially here in the United States, we are very time-focused. We are conditioned from a pretty young age to be very time-focused in our culture. Parents want to get their babies on sleep schedules and feeding schedules right away. We eat. In our culture at very set times. And most people in the US tend to follow the same type of set time for eating schedules and things like that. So we sort of learn to base our decision making and what we want to do in each moment off the clock and what the clock reads, rather than on how we feel inside how our internal state or how our body is communicating with us as Mm -hmm. to what would actually be the best thing to do in a given moment.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I'm sitting here, just listening to you share those points right away, I just get the sense in my body of like, oh boy, pressure. I only have so much time. It's finite, right? We can't create more time. We all know that (laughs) we can't create more time. We have some influence on it as in how much time we're taking to do something, which of course then takes away from other things that we want to do. But we can't make more of it. We can't make less of it. So it's like this pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm going to run out. I'm not going to be able to do this. Just all of these negative thoughts start to flood my mind when I think about it. And like I said, as I was just sitting here listening to you share, especially here in America, that pressure for time and resources and and things like that, it's almost like this lack mindset that guides many of us. And that's one of the big problems that I've had recently as I've really stepped back and examined the time versus energy management. And I think it's really interesting how you brought up what time to eat dinner instead of going off of how does your body feel? Are you ready to put food into it? Or even going to sleep, which I will say for a lot of people, it's really important to have a sleep schedule for sure. But just like everything, it's not for everyone. And I know for me, I was always very like, I have to be in bed at this time. And in the middle of the week, I can't be in bed any later than this. And I always struggled with it. Did you ever struggle with that? Did you have that in the back of your mind where getting to bed at a certain time was how it needed to be instead of feeling your way into it?
0: Oh, for sure. And I think it's nearly impossible to break out of this mindset if you have a job specifically Mm -hmm. that requires you to be there at a hard set time. And in past episodes, we've touched on sleeping and we've touched on our natural cycles. I'm much more of a night owl and Mm -hmm. I've always had jobs where I had to start very early. Like I had to be there by eight o'clock, if not some jobs a little bit before. And I'm very slow in the morning when I get up. I do not move quickly. So I always get up two hours before I need to leave to go to that place. So if there's a commute, you have to build that in. So yeah, I was always building backwards from this time I had to be at work to what time I had to set my alarm to get up. And then I'm building, backwards what time do I need to go to bed so I get at least six hours of sleep but mm-hmm. ideally eight which was nearly impossible at that time but related to this again if we didn't have these set work schedules where we had to work a certain number of hours focused on time rather than get this many projects done or this many tasks done in a day and then you're done if we could live in a way that was freer and we didn't have to wake up with alarms mm-hmm. and we could just wake up naturally and I think it would help us get into a natural sleep rhythm where we didn't have to have a set schedule necessarily based on what time we went to bed. Yeah. I might be living in a dream world. That might not be yeah. true.
1: Now, unfortunately, it is a dream world, but it's not at the same time. Like it doesn't have to be. That makes sense to me. It feels good when I hear you talk about that and then experimenting with that in my own life because I still work at a clinic and physical therapy a few days a week. So yes, I have a schedule that I need to follow. But then the days that I have off, I have more freedom. And when I go to bed and wake up, what I have noticed, though, for myself, when I am working in the clinic, if I am pressuring myself, okay, I have to get to bed at this time, whether I'm tired or not, then I'm laying in bed and I'm going through everything in my head because I'm just not tired enough or I didn't wind down appropriately and give myself that time that I needed. Whereas if I just stayed up a little bit longer, my body would have probably responded a little better saying, okay, now it's time. And I would have gotten better quality sleep had I gone to bed later versus pressuring myself to go to bed early or before I was feeling ready. So I feel like that definitely is a juggling act. And that leads me into the energy management side of things. And how especially recently, I've learned that if my energy isn't there, it doesn't matter how much time I have available to do something, whether it is for pleasure or work or just priorities, I'm not going to be fully present, I am not going to be at my best. And so that is taking away from the quality of what I have time for. And that to me is what I have noticed is of greater impact to me is going off of my energy that is going to dictate everything else. I really love that you brought up the energy. We've touched on eating, we've
0: touched on sleeping, going to bed, waking up. Another big one, and this is an obvious one that requires a lot of extra energy in your day, is exercise, working out. So many of us, because we live in this time is ruling everything society, plan our workouts as we have to do this many workouts a week or we have to work out this many hours or minutes a day. And it's all set according to time rather than working out when we feel energized. And a lot of times we're just fitting workouts Mm -hmm. in when we can, and it is not at all aligned or optimal for where our energy is at at that moment because workouts usually are prioritized after our work obligations, after our everyday living obligations like grocery shopping and getting errands done. And we just hope to have some extra time left over to fit a workout in. But when we look at our energy in regards to working out, it's like, when do we work out the best? When does our particular energy type within human design have more energy? Is it in the morning? Is it after you've been around people and you've been re-energized by that socializing? Or you completely drained after socializing and there's no Mm -hmm. way you could fit a workout in. So it's like we have to think of all these other factors. And I know it sounds impossible, but again, it's like the dream that we plan all of these things for our own wellness and betterment and then fit our work life in around that. Rather than fitting all these other things for our wellness around our work life. And as people are working from home more now, I think people are starting to have a little bit more flexibility and fluidity in their day for these types of things.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said earlier, is this a dream life that you're envisioning? And you know what? It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be going off just energy or just time. It's all about balance for sure. And with everything that we share, it's bringing light to what's really important to us, to you as a listener. The more awareness we have of the things that are important or meaningful to us, then the greater control and choice we have in our lives, we get to choose then what feels good and going off of that. And that's one reason why I've mentioned this before, I have an energy menu, because I got to a point really just focusing on time also i'm not the best at estimating how much time something might take me (laughs) so i've been going off of a menu recently that's based on my energy for the day when i wake up is my energy at a high is it medium is it low and then there's tasks that i have under each of those categories that i can go to when it's like tasks you have to do daily or weekly that need to get done You don't have the energy for certain things, then maybe going for a task that doesn't require much energy still makes you feel like you accomplished something, makes you feel good about your day in some way. I've found that really helpful, especially as a projector. My energy varies greatly from day to day. Like you're saying, are you feeling drained because you hung out with friends the night before? For me, that's a big one. Yes. If I am at work for a full day, the next day, my energy is generally pretty low, but I still have to get stuff done. And that's why I created that menu for myself. It's all about having compassion and grace for yourself, not judging yourself if your energy is all over the place and having a backup plan. We talked about backups and those backup plans are so crucial, I think. Hey there, friend. Have you signed up for the Awakened and Alive newsletter yet?
0: If not, we want to invite you to get on the list so you don't miss out on the exciting new offerings we have planned for 2024.
1: By receiving the weekly newsletter, you'll be the first to hear when new episodes drop, along with updates on a very special project we've been working on for our amazing community.
0: Another part of life to think about in these terms, which might be a little bit more difficult to grasp. I know for me, I've heard some people on Instagram talk about this concept and it seems almost impossible to ever move in this direction, but they were particularly talking about when it comes to making social plans. We're all super busy, so if you want to see friends nowadays, it's like you have to plan it pretty far in advance mm-hmm. get out your calendars compare schedules when do we have free time okay maybe it's next month or maybe it's in a couple weeks and you're really energized or excited when you're usually making the plan in the moment and a lot of times at least for me the actual event comes and I might be at an energy low and I'm just like oh I really don't feel like doing this but I really do want to see my friend and so I push through I force, I do it. I usually end up having a great time, but my energy was telling me before the plan that it wasn't optimal for me to be socializing at this point. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we could have just gotten together in the spontaneous moment of making the plan when I was energized and feeling excited, but that's just not how our society functions anymore. We rarely can spontaneously make a plan with someone. So This is just another way that if we had a little bit more fluidity in our time and how we spent our hours each day, this might be more possible. But to Mm -hmm. me, it seems like a near impossibility to actually live life in this way, especially if you have friends who are really busy and have really demanding jobs and have children and things that prioritize their time. You just have to fit in whenever they can do it
1: yeah and I think on top of that too, part of it can be also honoring your energy in a way where if you know you're not going to be at your best and you're not going to be giving your full presence and attention to this friend or friends that you really want to see, but you just know that you you can't push through it because you want to give your best to that time saying, Hey, I know we made these plans a while ago, but today is just an off day for me. And I want to be fully present with you during our time. Is it okay if we reschedule? And honoring that within yourself and not trying to force the energy or force that time, then there's times where I'm like, "Ooh, I'm glad I did this because it worked out well. But then there's times where I was checked out in conversation because I was trying to push through and it was all I could do to just try and give some sort of energy or an intention to the conversation or time with friends. And then I felt bad after Sometimes I'm like, had I just said, look, I'm just not feeling my best. I want us to see each other. Can we please reschedule? I'm just not fully able to give what I want in our time together. So I think that's also another part that could be really helpful when you're trying to decide how can I still enjoy my friendships in life, but those days are going to happen so
0: within the Enneagram, when we're looking at that lens and talking about our energy, I immediately think about our body center, one of the three centers of intelligence, and how all of us, not just body types or non-body types, can benefit from from getting more in tune with our energetic state through noticing how our body feels, being present in that exact moment. And instead of working through in your mind what you should be doing if you have some free time in your day, dropping into your body and thinking, what does my body feel like doing? Would I benefit from a 20-minute power nap or would I benefit from 20 minutes of yoga or would I benefit from a 20-minute walk outside? Or would I benefit from sitting down and eating something in this 20 minute time block that I have free? Mm -hmm. Our bodies have so much wisdom. They tell us so many things that so many of us have been conditioned to ignore. And so just getting back in touch with that body center, no matter what your Enneagram type is, can in those moments of freedom help us know what would be the best thing for us at that time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I'm... Hearing you say this, it makes me think about in human design understanding your authority, how your authority works. And that's your way of making aligned and right decisions for yourself. Human design guides us into moving out of the mind and into the body when we're talking about authority. And with you being an emotional authority, carrying myself being mental authority, even though I'm mental and my strongest part is my mind. It's still about me moving into my body just as yours is, feeling through the emotional wave, and only you know what is right for you by tapping into your body or your authority. Ultimately, with human design, it's following your strategy and authority that is going to create the path of least resistance in your life and to help you live in greater alignment to your truth. You are your own Authority. And unfortunately, like you said, society has dictated so much of what we do with our lives and in our lives. we've forgotten about ourselves being our own authority and knowing what is right for ourselves. Another thing in human design too, which pretty basic, just really getting to know your energy type. I don't know about you, Carrie, but when I learned that I was a projector, I was like, oh my God, so much of this makes sense now. We have energy. Oh, we have plenty of energy, but if we are not using it correctly, trying to keep up with society and all of the sacral beings out there, then we're going to hit burnout a lot more quickly and it's going to take us longer to recover. So for myself, at least, like when I came to honor my energy levels, then I was able to keep them at more appropriate levels, not going to full depletion and trying to build that back up. When I hit maybe 50% of my tank left, I know that's going to be, okay, pump the brakes, time to rest. Because if I go below that, it's going to take me that much longer to replenish. So if you are a projector, a reflector, or a manifester, you do not have a defined sacral. And so that's the work and life force Energy. That means you can borrow the energy from others around you and amplify it even. So sometimes you can look like you're more energized than generators, but it's not yours to hold on to. You will run out of it. And as being wise about borrowing the energy, and you need to then just be mindful of caring for your body. Checking in with your body on how that's feeling. And it's easy for the sacral center to, again, hit burnout. It's a center, if it's defined, it's responsive energy. So if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you're responding to your environment, the things that light you up. That's what gives you the energy to work and to do and to create. It's a motorized energy center along with the root center, which For me, I don't have a defined root center. You have a defined root center, Carrie, though. I know for myself, I often feel the pressure to get things done so I can be free of pressure. So it's like that never-ending to-do list. And I've had to become really aware of that over time. And it's an area that still pops up for me because I feel like I need to keep going and pushing in order to be free. Is that different for you, Carrie? How does your root center feel to you with it being defined? Do you feel like you have better control over that pressure to do things?
0: I think when I was younger, just because of strong conditioning, I was taught that you needed to get all of this stuff done before you could relax or unwind. But as I've gotten older, even before I knew about human design, I had started letting a little bit of that go. I think living in a different culture for four years helped that because mm. the Spanish culture is just a little bit more laid back about work. And in the moment, you should enjoy your life. So that was something that I really started doing a few years ago. But then once learning about human design and learning a little bit more about how the Root Center can work in that way, really does help me think more in terms of, rather than working to earn rest, if I feel tired, working is going to be sort of useless at this point. So rest will actually enhance my working if I flip it in that moment. So that for me is sort of how I have managed it. But I have to say, I don't really get overwhelmed by a long to-do list. I know some people like the way they manage their tasks is they only want to have a list for that day and they don't want it to get out of control. But I always have a mega to-do list and I can look at that and I don't feel stressed because I'm like, well, I know I'll probably do this on that day and this on yeah. that day. So it might be overwhelming for people with it. Oh, it's
1: overwhelming for me. Like the
0: whole <laughs> task list for weeks and yep. weeks to come.
1: Yep. <laughs> kind of like we've talked briefly about like Asana when I go into Asana and I see the list that we make I have to change it over to the board view or anything but list view and you're like I love list view and I'm I like, love list view I only anxiety. work in list view
0: that is hilarious and probably an exact yep. tangible example of the difference in our root center definition.
1: Yeah, that's so funny, though. So we've shared a lot about our thoughts on this time versus energy management and what to be more in tune with. And so For listeners, if you're thinking, hey, I want to try to be more intentional with my energy management, if that resonates with you, then we want to offer some insights and maybe some tips on what you could do and then also how you can be more intentional about it. I mentioned one thing earlier about how I created an energy menu. And as far as that goes, for myself, it has worked incredibly well for me to better understand my energy and have better management and intentionality behind how I use my energy. So going off of that menu of high, medium or low energy is a good way that has helped me to tune into that side of things for myself.
0: Also, like we've said in a lot of past episodes, but I think it's great advice for so many different situations is really getting in touch with however feels best for you as an individual with your body, with your inner state in given moments, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed or on the verge of burnout or just at a time of really low or really high energy. I know for me, as a woman who still has her period, that can Mm -hmm. greatly impact my energy throughout different times of the month. And I've really learned to tune into that cycle itself, because I know when I'm going to have higher energy, and maybe I intentionally make social plans or things that just take a lot more energy to get done during those weeks during the month when I know I'll have more energy versus the weeks when I know my energy is going to be lower, trying not to overload my Self with a lot of socializing, or with a lot of high demand tasks on my to-do list,
1: yeah. That's huge. Actually, cycle syncing, what you're talking about, is something that I'm considering for 2024 to trial and play around with. Because, yes, as females and with us still having our cycles, that is naturally going to impact our energy levels. So instead of fighting against it or trying to ignore it, how can I work more with nature? And it's something that I have in the back of my mind for 2024. And just as a gentle reminder, too, I think focusing on what we can control is going to be of great importance. And what we do have control of is our energy. We get to decide how we use it and how we want to replenish it. But we don't have that type of control with time. And our energy directly impacts how our time is. Is used. So I think that's something really important to remind ourselves is right now, what do I have control over? What can I really impact within my own life? And for me, at least, that's always going to be my energy and the quality of it.
0: And just another perk of getting more in touch with this part of yourself, getting more in tune with your energy, it can really free up some mental space when you allow your body to start quote unquote, making some decisions for you. And Mm -hmm. it allows your mental space to be inspired, to be creative, to do these things that our minds were really built for and allowing the body to take on some of that burden of knowing when to eat, knowing when to work out. It can be really freeing. And it also allows us to be more individualized. There's no way every person living in the United States wants to eat breakfast at 8 o'clock, lunch at 12 o'clock, and dinner at 6 o'clock. There's just no way that that Mm -hmm. is optimal for every single one of us. And so... Just getting in touch with how you truly function brings us into much more of an alignment with our true selves, with our true nature, rather than thinking we should all function the same way, on the same schedules, on the same timelines. That's when we can really get stuck of comparing ourselves to other people and thinking we're not doing it well enough if we don't function the same way someone else is or the way our societal group functions.
1: Yeah. Yeah such amazing points right there. And ultimately, you're your own authority, only you know what is correct and aligned for you. And it's about living more from that place by like you were saying, Carrie, getting in touch with your body, freeing up that mental space and tuning into what feels good and correct for you in each moment, as well as day to day life. So Remember, you're your own authority. Only you know what is best for you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. Your support is so appreciated.
1: If you'd like to have a question answered about your human design or Enneagram type in a future episode, you can submit it through the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you.